In 2005, Mark Singh was kidnapped by Russian spies and served under the Russian Tsar Kaiser Permanente. While under their control, he helped cultivate seduction techniques that have since been banned east of the Volga River. His girlfriend has been known to cure erectile dysfunction just by walking into a room. His handshake and small talk technically pass as a first date. When he walks down the street, he must carry an umbrella to deflect all the panties and bras flying at his face. He once charmed four girls so fast, the last two were in love before the first two even uttered their names. He is Mark Singh, and his words are about to raise your testosterone by 19.36%. Welcome to the Unapologetic Man Podcast. The only podcast that's all about self-improvement, confidence, success, women, and being a man without making any apologies for it. What is up, gentlemen? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the UMP. I really do appreciate it. And today, I'm going to talk a little bit about how to correctly show a woman interest. Last week, as well as subsequent weeks, I've been talking a lot about pushing girls away never giving them compliments unless they compliment you, but what about actually showing them interest? I mean, a woman wants to be wanted, right? So if I'm always pushing her away, if I'm always acting uninterested, if I'm always aloof, then won't that blow up in my face? It absolutely would. So there's a certain cadence that we have to show women interest, but as many of us have figured out, being needy, being too thirsty, being too available, also telegraphs too much interest and that will chase her away. So it's like, where is the right combination? Well, I'm gonna talk about that. I'm also gonna talk about how to ask a girl to be your girlfriend, even how to ask a girl to be your wife, kind of how to maintain that interest in relationships, but also, you know, upfront during that first conversation, the first date and subsequent dates, because a lot of you guys get blown out, usually in the first conversation, but also in the first date. So I wanna give you today that good balance of how to correctly show interest in her and then how to move things forward with you still making her feel like she's wanted by you, making her feel like she's number one in your life, even if you are indeed talking to other girls. And we're gonna talk about that in today's episode. Before I jump into the content, wanna read a quick testimonial from a client of mine. His name is William. He's been in the program for about eight weeks now and he's absolutely crushing it. And this guy was a former infantry soldier in Iraq and he actually had his leg amputated. And when we first met, he's like, man, I'm really kind of insecure about this leg. What if girls don't want me because of this? And I helped him reframe it where now he's proud of it and he's actually getting really positive reactions from women where they actually find it extremely, extremely attractive because this dude's a fucking warrior. He went into a war zone, lost his leg with his brothers, got pulled out, and because he believes it, now women believe it too. Remember boys, what you believe, women will buy into. Even if you have some handicap like what William has, there's always a way to reframe it to make yourself and make her believe that you're a champion because of it. So here's this testimonial. He's not even done with the program, but this is what he said. Mark, just wanted to take a minute to personally thank you for your guidance. The last few short weeks, I have treated this as an obsession as I do with my shooting and maneuver tactics. I've made huge personal gains that I have never done without your help. I went out with the chick, I pulled from a cold approach and I've been finally able to be the selector. I gave her the template text about chemistry, which is the text about how to end it with the woman. And she responded with, thank you so much. It says so much about you as a man. She tried to beg and make reasons to change my mind so that I'd take her back. I didn't waver, but did take the opportunity to get a review 
of what attracts her to me. She said, your confidence while not being cocky, your willingness to engage in more than just small talk, your ability to hold eye contact and the tone of your voice. Ooh, that's a good one, the tone of your voice, which I talk about all the time. William goes on to say, these are all the things I've really been working on with the frame control and all because of your mentoring. Thank you, my dude. Please send me your email when I get back. I'm going to do whatever's necessary to show you my appreciation and send you some delicious and most healthiest elk meat you can eat and share with your family. Stay safe, be vigilant, and I'll see you on the high ground raising the battle flag of victory. Champion, bro. And by the way, haven't gotten that elk meat yet, William. Send that to me when you get a chance, man. I'm definitely down with that. So gentlemen, a lot of people ask me like what it takes to get into my program. Well, first of all, you have to apply. You have to show that you're committed. I want guys who are ready to get this part of their life changed once and for all. And people often ask me about workload because I know a lot of you guys are super busy. It's about five hours per week of work. And I really hold you accountable and give you daily assignments. And we break that up over the week. So it's about 30 minutes a day, 45 minutes a day. And that includes everything. That includes talking to girls, learning the content, doing the NLP. And it's a step-by-step -step thing that we do over three months. And I have guys working 60 plus hours a week who are able to make the time to do the work and get all kinds of girls into their life just as William did. So with that out of the way, gentlemen, let's go ahead and jump into the content. We need to remember that women are human beings and as human beings, when we're attracted to somebody, we wanna know that they like us back. So it's important to communicate to her that you do indeed like her, you do indeed want her to stick around and if she knows you're talking to other girls, then you have to make her feel like she's number one. Now, with all that being said, the most important thing that needs to be in place before you do all that is for her to be into you, okay? So I have this thing called the 8100 rule. I talk about it all the damn time, and I talked about it in that compliments episode. The episode is titled, Why Compliments Are Like Landmines with Women. I talk about the 8100 rule, where you only wanna give her 80% of the attention, of the compliments, of the general pulls, her pulling you into her, her showing you she really likes you, you only wanna give her about 80% of that. So as long as you're within that amount, then you can go ahead and give her some compliments. You can go ahead and let her know that you really like her because that's what she wants, especially if she really likes you. You know, I always laugh about Hollywood movies because girls in those movies want a guy to be really into her. I think back to the movie from the 80s, it's called 16 Candles, right? This kind of nerdy girl wants the handsome guy to really be into her, but if she wasn't into him, and even if he was the handsome guy, she would absolutely hate that shit. So you hear women say all the time, I want a guy to just like ravage me and take me and, and sweep me off my feet and express his love to me. It's only when she likes you back or even loves you back. And it has to be within 80% of what she's giving you. Marissa had her friend over tonight and she was kind of talking about her relationship to me. And I was like, it sounds like it's working out. She's like, how can you tell? I'm like, because you said straight up that you want more than he does. And so she's like, yeah, I, I really do. And I'm like, you're super attracted to him, aren't you? And she's like, yes, I am. And I'm like, but he still compliments you. He still gives you flowers. He still expresses interest. It's not like he's dating other girls or has a wandering eye, right? And she's like, no, no, he's like into me. I'm just like more into him. And I'm like, dude, that's perfect. Now I didn't go down the rabbit hole with her as to why that is, but it's masculinity and femininity. The person who wants less is the person who's leading every single time. Think about any interaction you have with somebody, be it friends, family members, or even girls that you're dating. The person who wants less is the one who's in power. Wouldn't you agree? 
And the guy has to be the one in power for the woman to be attracted to him. Now, when I say power, don't spaz out. I know there's a lot of woke people who listen to my podcast just waiting to get pissed off. And what's funny is they think I'm the one pissing them off, but they're pissed off already. I'm just an excuse for them to express the anger that's already inside of them. But I digress. The point is, is between a man and a woman, the way sexual chemistry is generated is when the man is highly in his masculine and the woman is highly in her feminine. That means the guy has to want less. 80% is about perfect, but that begs the question, what if I want less than 80%? What if, like what happened to my other client, Justin, he's dating a 10 and I'm not embellishing, he fucking showed us pictures of her and he's like, Mark, thank you so much. I never would have been able to do this. And now this 10 is completely sprung 99 on this dude because he's using all the tactics that I've taught him, most of which was the 80-100 rule. Not giving her too much, but giving her 80% of what she gives to him. So he's like, yo, she's really wanting to hit me up saying, do you miss me? Do you want to cuddle with me? I, I miss being there because she apparently lives in a different area. And he's like, what do I do? Do I need to express 80% of what she's doing here? Because I really don't want to. And I said, no, man, just do exactly what you want to do. If you want to express about 50% or even 40% of what she's expressing, then do that. But never, and guys, I really want you to listen to this. Never express any more than 80% of what she's expressing to you when it comes to interest, compliments, wanting to be with you, time spent with you. You have to do 80% of what she wants or she's gonna blow you out. And a lot of you guys right now are nodding who are listening because you've been blown out because you've been too needy. You've been too thirsty. You've wanted more from her than she wanted from you and it blew you out because this is law, man. Like, listen, if you're one of those woke people listening right now and you're pissed off, I didn't make the fucking rules. I'm just saying how it works. And I'm teaching my boys how to keep a woman interested in them. And that's the way to do it. But if you give her zero, how's she gonna feel then? Like if you're really into somebody, right? Really into a girl and she never reciprocates it. In a weird way, it can kind of work, but it won't work for very long. It will make you feel hurt. It will make you feel like she doesn't care about you and eventually you'll leave. Now, the reason why I told Justin to just back it down to exactly what he wants to back it down to is because it's still gonna work. Like she's still gonna get sprung. And frankly, because she's so attracted, it almost makes him more sprung the less you give them, but you still have to give them a little bit. Now, what's probably gonna happen, Justin, if you're listening, and I believe I said this during our coaching call, is she's gonna start to get butt hurt. And this is why we wanna land right at about 80% if we can. She's gonna start getting butthurt. Why don't you wanna spend more time with me? Why is it when I said, do you miss me? You replied back with a sarcastic remark. I miss you so bad. I was crying on the corner of my bed in the cannonball position for 16 hours, drenching my carpet with my tears, which is what I told him to say. Okay, at first she's gonna think it's funny and she kinda knows you're trying to deflect. But if she keeps coming at you, trying to get that attention and you keep deflecting, she's probably gonna get butthurt. And this goes into just being compatible with the girl. Make no mistake, gentlemen, it is important that you meet a girl who you are just naturally compatible with. When it comes to my girlfriend, Marissa, I naturally, completely naturally, give her about 80% of what she wants from me. She wants to hang out X many times. She wants to kiss X many times a day. She gives me X many compliments. She says, I love you X many times. And just naturally, just exactly what I wanna do, I land at 80%. So there's literally no trying. And that's why boys, I say from quantity comes quality. You gotta approach tons of girls and meet tons of girls before you find one that you fit with like lock and key. 
Some things are exactly the same. Some things are exactly opposite, but it's like that lock and key where you guys just fit. It just works. And you can't fabricate that. I don't care how many podcast episodes you listen to. I don't care if you join my three-month coaching program and become a complete assassin when it comes to attracting women. You can't turn the perfect girl in your head just because she's fine into the perfect girl in a relationship just because of your game. There's something to be said with compatibility, and that is 80% of what she's giving you. So if she wants to hang out five times a week, how many times do you hang out? Four or less. Now, if the girl wants to hang out five times a week and you only want to do two, if you're like me, and you're on the one to two times a week rodeo, what do you think is going to happen? She's going to get butthurt and you guys are going to get in an argument. It's just the way it is. So you need to find compatibility in that respect. But don't make the mistake that I've made oftentimes, which is to not be interested enough, right? We go into set and you guys are going to get really good especially if you continue to listen to this podcast or better yet, join my three-month coaching program like William. Like the dude had no prospects and now I think he's in week eight, I said. The guy's got more girls than he can handle and every single call, he's like, bro, I cannot believe what fucking happened in my dating life. And I was like, yeah, man, it was all your belief systems. It was all a lack of skill set. It was a lack of execution because some of you guys know a lot about attracting women, like the 8100 rule. A lot of you guys know it but you're not executing. You're not actually going out there and using it because of, frankly, fear. Because you're not being courageous enough to face your fears. Hey, that's on you, not me, but I can help you if you want me to. It will be on me if you join my program. So getting back to my point, right? You wanna give her 80% of what she's giving you that's ideal and even in the first conversation. She kinda inches into you closer. You could give her about 80% of that. She touches you three times. You could touch her a couple times. She throws in two to three compliments. You can toss in a compliment. She buys you a drink. Well, later, maybe you should buy her some ice cream. So you're always kind of giving her that attention. And guys, you have to make each girl you're talking to feel like she's number one. Okay, so I talked to tons of chicks in the nightclubs. The other night, it was really funny. Some girl's like, you're a player, aren't you? And I was like, dude, I'm such a good player. I'm the right midfielder on my soccer team. I scored a goal last week. It was so epic. I love it when they try to check my frame. But this girl's really into it because I see her and I've been talking to her over probably like the past six weeks, like every other weekend I'll go out or every weekend, whenever, and people frequent the same clubs, right? So as you're talking to these girls, they're gonna accuse you of being a player. They're gonna ask you how many phone numbers you've gotten. And you have to make them think that they're different than the other girls you're talking to, right? Like there's just something different about you. You're not like those other girls. And literally that is words from women's mouths especially in the bars and the nightclubs. I'm not like these other girls. And even if you're in a relationship with a girl, you have to make her feel like she's the best girl you've ever been with. All those other sea hags, they just didn't make the cut. Like Marissa, I tell her all the time, and this is actually really true, she's the only girl, guys, that genuinely makes me laugh. Like genuinely. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Like chicks, they're cool, they're great, I love their energy, there's so many fucking good things about them, right? But like humor-wise, they're just not oftentimes that funny. I'm sure there's some funny ones. Don't get me wrong. Jesus Christ. But like for the most part, it's just, ah, it's just, I'll get like a 70% laugh, right? Like she'll say something. I'll be like, ha, that is pretty funny. But like your boys, they can like split your sides open, make you laugh so hard you fart uncontrollably or like launch a rope of diarrhea across the room. Like that's how funny our boys are, right? Girls, they just oftentimes don't get it. It's like, oh my God, I'm gonna get so much hate mail for this, but I have to say it. Like when you see somebody driving, bro, and like they don't accelerate when they turn lanes, I hate to say it, man, but you know what I'm gonna say? It's like 90% of the time it's a female. They just don't have that wiring in their brain 
to like do certain things in cars that to us guys is like totally obvious. And listen, that's okay. We don't have wiring in our brain when you hand us a baby. I don't know what the hell to do with the baby. I have a two and a half year old daughter and Marissa's sister just had a daughter who's six months old. When they hand me that thing, it's like they just handed me a pair of my friend's underwear after he played three basketball games in a row. I'm like holding it away from my body, trying to keep my face away. I'm like, what do I do with this thing? And I'm a dad, I'm supposed to be good at that shit, but I just am not. So women just don't have that circuitry for the most part to like really make us laugh. So I'll often compliment Marissa. I'll be like, dude, you're the only girl that's ever been able to make me laugh like this. And again, yeah, she's legit funny. She says some funny shit and that's important to me, right? But I let her know. And from day one, I was always like, there's something different about you, just the way we relate. And it was true, but I always worked it within that 80-100 rule. I didn't come off as needy. And this is the big problem with a lot of you guys. You give too many compliments, you give too much interest. And guys, 8100 rule works even to your body language. If she has her legs crossed and her arms crossed, you don't wanna like have open body language leaning in, invading her personal space. You wanna kind of mirror how much she's giving you and only go to 80% of it. Now, if she's like totally turned away from you, you're like backwards there, you got your back to her and you're like talking to her over your shoulder. I mean, honestly, like sometimes I'll do that, right? Like I'll talk to a girl and it's almost like I'm talking to her like I'm driving my car and I have my arm, let's say on the bar, and I'm talking over my right shoulder to her. I'll do that sometimes when she has very offset body language. But the more she starts to open up, the more I'll open up, the more she starts to open up in conversation, the more I'll do the same thing. Personal space, touching, everything like that. Women are the barometer for the amount of pulls that you give them, which means trying to chase them, pull them into you. They are the barometer. And what do you give them? Man, if you don't know by now, then I'd like to personally and unceremoniously launch you out of the city in a goddamn 1736 English catapult. Because you should goddamn know, 80%, boys, 80%. That's how you show her you're interested. Now, again, you can kind of give a little bit, right? You got a couple pulls in the bucket. You could text her and be like, so Kelly, dot, dot, dot. And she's like, yes, James. You'd be like, I have something to admit to you. And she's like, what's that? Well, to be honest with you, you kind of popped into my head the other day. And she's like, oh, I did, did I? Yeah, remember that dress you were wearing? It's kind of got me fucked up. You can do that. And women like that shit. Who wouldn't like that shit? If she's like, James, I was thinking about you the other day and your biceps are so sexy, it's making me so wet, I want to leave a snail trail on your leg after I dance on it. If you got that text, you'd be stoked, wouldn't you? Well, us guys, we often think that it's going to make women stoked. Then we realize that it gets us blown out a lot of the time, so we stop completely doing it, then we don't do it enough, and then that gets us blown out. It's all about balance, and that balance point is right at 80%. So as I often do in this podcast, as well as my coaching, most of you guys need to have more push, which means don't text her back, don't be interested, only give her a fraction of what she's giving you, don't be available, be talking to other girls. Like That's the main advice I need to give you guys, because as men, we're thirsty, man. Like we want, we want to get it in, right? Come on, admit it to me, bro. You want to get it in. And it's like a powerful drive. Like sometimes we get so horny, we'd want to fuck a snake if we could hold it straight. And that makes us ultra goddamn thirsty. So for a lot of my guys, they're trying to like run over to a girl across the bar and I'm holding them and I'm like, don't do it, man. You got to calm the fuck down. Don't text her. Don't ask her to hang out. Don't have her sleep over again. Only give her 80%. And listen, if she only wants to hang out with you once a week, Sorry, bro, Tendo, you gotta do 80% of that, Theodore Roosevelt. There's no way around it. You just can't rationalize yourself into it. 
And we've all been there, right? You're just sitting there, you're alone, there's nothing good on TV, and you know she's doing the same thing. And you're like, fuck it, man. Like, fuck Mark Singh. Fuck everything I've learned. I'm just going to text her and try to get her to come over. And you know what? Sometimes she will come over. But that attraction for you just got decimated. You can just control yourself, bro. Control that red-helmeted warrior in your pants. And if you have to, go ahead and pull up that Pornhub. We both know you got that frequent masturbator platinum card. Roger it up, beat off, get that nut out of your head because baby batter on the brain makes you do some stupid ass shit and just control your goddamn self. 80% of what she wants from you. But make no mistake, you still have to give her some pull. And for you guys who just want to pull way less than what the girl is pulling you, she's going to get pissed. I've had it happen time and time again. Now, there's another interesting point, and I should probably wrap this up because I'm getting to be around 20 minutes. The other interesting point is, is it better to pull her too much or is it better to pull her way too little? What do you guys think? Is it better to chase her, try to follow up, try to convince her to come out with you even though she's on the fence or she said to you she doesn't feel like it? Or is it better to kind of just like disappear, be unavailable, don't even hang out a fraction of which she wants to hang out with you? Which one do you think is better? You're right, man. The one where you're pulling back and you're unavailable is always better, but it's not the perfect solution because she's going to get butthurt. Now, one last thing I want to say, because I promise you guys I would say this. How do you ask her to become your girlfriend? How do you ask her to marry you? I'm going to end on that. Okay, so what I always do is I always wait until she starts bringing it up. Okay, guys, this is rule, and I want you to get this tattooed on the inside of your eyelid. So every time you close your eyes, you fucking see it. Never ask a girl to be your girlfriend until she starts bringing it up, asking you, what are we? Are you dating other girls? Like, you have to wait for that. Because like I said, the female is the barometer for your escalations, both physically as well as in the relationship, as well as with compliments, as well as with personal space, how much you guys hang out. She is the barometer. Okay, so she starts bringing it up. What you say is, hey, listen, I like what we have going on right now. I kind of want to keep seeing where this is going because relationships that start fast end fast. But I'll tell you, if it keeps going like this, I can definitely see us linking up in the near future. Okay, so that gives her some hope. And then what's going to happen? She's going to work harder for you. She's going to try harder. And we always get more attracted to that which we're working for. So you're making her work a little bit, right? You are the prize. So she brings it up again. You kind of say the same thing. Listen, we talked about this two weeks ago. I really like you. I love what this is heading. It's probably going to happen, but I'm going to need you to just kind of slow down a little bit. I don't want to do this because relationships that start fast end fast. Now, I'll do that for a month, two months, three months. In my personal opinion, I'm not going to make a girl my girlfriend until I've been dating her probably four to six months. And what I say to you guys, this is so stupid, but my friend said this once and I was like, dude, that's gangster, bro. I stole it. I was like, listen, I really feel like you have to change with somebody to really get to know them. And I want to really get to know you before we lock it down and become boyfriend and girlfriend. How gangster is that? You have to change with somebody. And everybody knows like people don't change that fast. So it's going to take like six months and she needs to work for it because you're a fucking legend and you are the prize. Never forget that. So she's pushing for it. She's pushing for it. Then what I always do is on a day where we're like hanging out and I've decided through my terms that I want to make her my girlfriend, I like to set up a little game, right? What I do is I get a piece of paper and I say like, Marissa, comma, will you be my girlfriend? Question mark. Then I have a little box that says yes. And then I have a little box that says no. And I have an arrow pointing to the no box that says, don't pick this one. Then what I do is I tape it to like the back of a door 
of the bathroom or like the kitchen or wherever, okay? So we're like hanging out in my room. Maybe I'll tape it to the back of the door in the office and I'll have the pencil in the fold of the paper. Okay, so we'll be laying there and then what's gonna happen, bro? She's gonna bring it up. So I've been really thinking and I, you know, I've been waiting and working really hard and like cooking for you and sucking your dick six times a day and like just milking that thing like it's a teat on a cow. And like, I really feel like it's time for us to be boyfriend and girlfriend. You'd be like, you know what? Hold that thought. Do me a favor, go into my office and on the back of the door, there's a piece of paper taped to it. Go grab that and don't come back until you read it and, and then come back with it. Okay. So she knows what's up, dude. And bro, I've done this like 15 times. Okay. They prance like little ballerinas, dude. Like they're in their little panties, right? Cause we just had sex and their tits are flopping up and down. Not flopping in my case, those things are hard like wood, but she's like prancing on her tippy toes. She's like, oh my God, it's gonna happen. And she goes in there, grabs the paper and you hear this like, right from the office. And I'm like, oh my hell, this chick is so fucking stoked, right? So she says yes. And then she may say like, only if you promise to lick my clitoris every night and do a daily knuckle dunk until I have a screaming orgasm. You know, she may say something like that. She's going to bring it in and then boom, you guys are together, bro. Smack yourself on the ass. You just got yourself a girlfriend. Why? Because you didn't give her too much, bro fesser. You played it smart. You played chess, not checkers. You didn't let that red helmeted warrior in your pants dictate when you'd reach out to her how much pull you were gonna give her. You always worked within that 8100 rule because you're a goddamn champion, bro, and your Uncle Mark Singh is proud of you. What about a girl who wants you to marry her? Well, gentlemen, I'm in that situation right now, bro. The hits are flying, dog. She's like, so, you know, my parents are getting old and they're gonna die soon, so we really need to get married so they can experience it, which has been her best argument so far, I do have to say. But she brings it up all the time, and the other day, some of her friends were over and we were talking about when Lucia, my daughter, is gonna be like 10 years old. And Marissa said, yeah, right around the time we're gonna get married and all of us just started laughing. And I laughed too, right? Cause like, she knows what's up, dude. She, she knows how I roll. And this isn't a game, it's how I am. Like marriage, bro, you gotta put in a good couple laps around the track. I need you to hit that berm, do a couple triples, uncork the quad, at least on six different laps. And I need to know exactly who you are and what your deal is before I'm gonna marry anybody. But you know, I've been thinking about it. I'm not gonna lie to you boys. I still get to go out and practice game. For some of you guys who question me on that, I still get to go talk to chicks, get them attracted to me. Obviously I can't have sex with them, but Marissa is super duper open-minded and cool about it. She knows I'm a dating coach, so we still go out and I still practice all the time. And what's interesting is I've actually found that the less I touch chicks, cause there's a no touch rule, right? I can touch her hand when I shake it. That's about it. The less I touch chicks, it's like the more sprung they get, man, which also works into pulling away. Don't give them too much. Every other guy's like trying to touch her and trying to grab her hand and like touch her hair. And like, meanwhile, I'm standing there like an old man with my hands behind my back, just running the sickest fucking game this chick's ever heard. And she's like, why is it this guy touching me? And they get even more sprung, bro. Like they'll try everything they can to touch me and for me to touch them. And I'm like, nope, calm down, little girl. I honor my woman because I have more honor than an army of Roman legionnaires. So I ain't doing what I told Marissa I wouldn't do, but I get to spit that game, boys, which is exactly what I teach my guys in my three-month coaching program. If you want to meet with me on a free, yes, you heard that right, free 99 breakthrough session with, of course, the understanding that you are interested and you are ready to invest in yourself in my three-month coaching program, I'd love to meet you, brother. A lot of guys get on the call with me and they're like, I feel like I know you, Mark, but you don't know anything about me. 
And I feel the same way. Like somebody listening right now, what is up, my dude? You know a lot about me, but I don't even know you. I don't know what you look like. I don't know what your name is. So don't deprive me of the opportunity to get to know you. Because I'll tell you, every time a guy likes my podcast, I always like him. We get along like we're best friends. Every time I get on that free breakthrough session, it's like my long lost best friend that I haven't seen in 20 years. And I'm like, what is up, my dude? And we have a great time. So don't be a stranger, brother. Reach out to me. Let's get on that call together. And if we really click, if it makes sense monetarily, then you and I will move forward and you will join my three-month coaching program and be like William, my army hero amputee who's getting more ass than a toilet seat. If he can do it, as well as all my other clients can do it, I guarantee you can do it too. Go to my website, coachmarksing.com. Click on coaching, fill in the goddamn, slap in the Jesus, and you and I will get on that one-on-one call together. Gentlemen, I really do appreciate you listening. I draw a podcast on Mondays and Thursdays, and I absolutely love doing this, so I do appreciate you giving me your time, lending me your ear, and even sometimes emailing me telling me how much my methods work. And I'll tell you that 8100 rule thing is golden, bro. Use that shit and girls will get so sprung on you. They're gonna be like, will you marry me? You'd be like, listen, marriages that start fast end fast. So we're gonna go ahead and do the three year rodeo. If you're not down with that, then beat it, you fucking sea donkey. And she's gonna stick around because that's the way it works. All right, gentlemen, thank you again for listening and I will see you in the next episode. Ah.